This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the McNabb bombshell. Could this be another Sonny Jerkison trade or another in the long run of high-priced, non-performing free agents? We talk about Flozell Adams. Could he be coming to Washington? And much more. Live there in Josh and Jude. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, what's up, Pee-wee Herman? What's up? Welcome, everybody. What's happening? Episode 208, Harry Hog Football, after an action-packed couple of weeks. And you'll have to excuse me because I have uh, bronchitis and I am on some kind of cough syrup that makes me pretty loopy. So hopefully I'll make it through the podcast. What do you guys have you to add? Talk like that through the whole podcast. What? Are you gonna talk like that through the whole podcast? Like what? <laughs> yeah, make it through the podcast. <laughs> I, that was my Larry. That was my Larry Michael be. voice. That was my Is that Larry the Michael. Talking? The voice of the Larry. Washington Redskins. Larry Michael on Cody. On Co- Larry. Cody. Anyway, <laughs> if you guys didn't hear. All right. Larry. One of our arch nemesis quarterbacks, um, Donovan McNabb, is now a Redskin, and he kept saying that at the press conference, and every time he did, I kind of like had these shivers, like someone walking over my grave or something. Huh. He kept going, I'm a Redskin saying, now. I'm a Redskin now. And I was like, Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Very bizarre. I'm getting used um, to it a little bit now. Well, the strange thing was... I. It, this is this was a rumor that popped up a few weeks ago, and Aaron actually tried to d- joke me about it. Um, one day he sent me a text. He was like, "McNab, oh, it was on April Fool's Day," and he was like, "McNab's a Redskin." And I was like, "No, he's not. It's just a rumor." He's like, "Ha ha, April Fools!" And I was like, "Oh crap, you totally got me." Um, and then suddenly, bam, McNab's a Redskin, and uh, I, I guess long story short. The Redskins are giving up a second rounder this year and a third or fourth rounder next year. Um, for McNabb, who has a one-year contract, and uh, and um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, well, dudes, we've got him. Do you want? Do put it this way: Do you want a thirty-three-year-old McNabb at the helm of the Redskins now, or do you want Jason Campbell or any other Redskin quarterback that's on the roster, which would only be Colt Brennan? Here's what I thought about it, and I started thinking about this after the April Fool's Day joke, and I could be off on my own on this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I thought about it. I don't think it's that bad of a deal because of this. All right, if you look at the Redskins roster, we have Jason Campbell, who we all know and we have given ample chances to to show that he could lead the team, and he hasn't been able to do so. So we got Jason Campbell sitting there, who I think we all agree is not the future of the Redskins. Then he might he might do well somewhere else, but yeah, I, it's definitely time for a change of scenery there. So then you look in the draft, and there are no quarterbacks 
worth the number four pick with the exception of maybe Sam Bradford, which I think no because he's injured, but he's not going to be there anyway. So, and definitely not Jimmy Clausen or any of those other dudes are worth a four. Not yeah, to mention anyone that's been that's been um, endorsed by Cousin Vinny. Yeah, for sure. Not to mention that we really need a left tackle more than we need a quarterback to begin with. Uh huh. And there's some stellar ones that are going to be there at four, hopefully, at least one of them. That Okong dude. Hopefully. So if you look at that, and then you say, okay, we're going to get a left tackle with our number four pick. What is our best chances of winning games this year with at quarterback position? And then you could get one of those later quarterbacks with your second pick, maybe, but he's not going to be able to if play in the league. Or you can get a seasoned veteran for the same cost, a second-round pick, um, that you know can produce. I think he was in the Pro Bowl last year, wasn't he? So it was either last in the Pro year Bowl or like six times. Yeah, but I think he was there this year as an alternate because, you know, what's-his-face couldn't go because um, he was in the Super Bowl. Drew Brees. But anyway, he had 22, what was it, over 20 touchdowns this year and I think 10 interceptions or something and a pretty huge year. So if you look at it that way, um, I think this the pick makes, the pickup makes sense. Also, if you think about it, where they get this, you know, the team is just gelling together with new coaching and stuff. They get the offensive line going. They get everyone working as a team. Have McNabb there for a year, two, three years, and then maybe next year draft a, a, a quarterback that can learn behind McNabb for a year or so and then have your team built in place. So, I mean, I don't think it's that bad of a pickup, except for that he's an eagle. You guys? I'm done. Ready? I'm done. Your turn. Um, I got no... I got no problem with it now. At first, I was kind of like, huh? But uh, it's kind of grown on me. Uh, kind of like a Roy. Kind of like a Roy. Kind of like, you know, that sun cancer spot that we keep ignoring. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, until your <laughs> dermatologist finally sees it and goes, what the? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Dude. <laughs> Dude, I'm really here. You don't have to. You don't have to put that in. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, I got. You know, it, it's kind of growing on me. This whole McNabb thing, and I think whatever happens with Jason Campbell, I know he's looking for a trade, but I think if he stays, I think he could fight it out for a second. Uh, you know, for the backup guy, and I think he could probably learn some good things from Donovan McNabb. Um, oh. But, uh, Jason Campbell, by the way, if you didn't hear, he signed his tender, I think, yesterday. I sent, I think I sent John a text. So that means, as of right now, he is, he can't see. Holding me close. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Aaron, go ahead. Dudes, I'm too messed up from this medicine for you guys to be like messing with my emotions like that. I was singing the tender love song, you know, tender love. My point right. is, if there's no question that Jason Campbell at this point would win out the second string quarterback position because Rex Grossman sucks. Like John's article yeah, title, John's article title summed it up. Redskins sign Rex Grossman for some reason. 
Yeah, and um, we talked about it before. The reason is because he was a backup with Kyle Shanahan in Houston. Uh, but Lord help us if he has to go on the field for an injured McNabb and or Campbell um, <laughs> in any games. He's terrible. I'd rather have Colt Brennan back there, even after taking a year off with the uh, with the surgery and everything. I'm in agreement there. John, you didn't and say... And by the way, uh, McNabb's stats last year, the pertinent stuff, 22-10 and 10 for touchdowns and interceptions. Um, he did have a, a high on fumbles, a... a uh, a career high at 10 fumbles, three fumbles lost. But uh, his quarterback rating was one of his highest ever at 92.9. That's that's rather high and well above the average for NFL quarterbacks. What was Jason Campbell's um, stats? Um, well, let me check that out. Let me find out here, Jason Campbell, Jason Campbell. Also, John, you didn't say how you actually felt about the McNabb trade. Uh, I was getting to that. Um, And, and while I'm looking up Jason Campbell here, yeah, Jason Campbell's um, – his stats last year, he was a quarterback rating of um, 86.4, which was his career high. And he has built up slowly and steadily, but he was uh, 20 touchdowns, uh, 15 interceptions. And I, I've i come to the conclusion that I think McNabb is definitely a huge upgrade at quarterback over Jason Campbell. I think Jason Campbell really could use a change of scenery, although it wouldn't surprise me if the Redskins do keep him as a backup. Um, and he could come in in case, you know, in case McNabb gets hurt because we don't have a damn offensive line to protect any quarterback right now. So we'll see how that goes along. If we do pick Okun with the fourth pick or do we, if we have to go with one of those uh, secondary guys like uh, Trent Williams, Trent, don't call me Treat Williams, or uh, Brian Beluga. Brian Beluga Whale. Great name. He has a great name. I actually heard an interview with him on the radio today and he was all right. I mean, nothing blew me away on that, but he has a great name for an offensive tackle. Um, McNabb, dude. Yeah, it's McNabb was on McNabb PTI is a huge today. Upgrade. Oh, sorry. McNabb is a huge upgrade at quarterback. I don't think there's any denying that, and I don't I'd, think unless the Eagles are really think that he's done, and the, and people have been citing the fact that his last two games of the year against a good Dallas Cowboys team. Unfortunately, I hate to say that, but the last two games of the year. Um, he did not do well, but he's also been behind a very aged offensive line in in um in Philadelphia, where they had just actually it was aged and a, a cross a very young, uh, I believe his left tackle had just replaced uh, John Runyon, and and you know they they were in a, a, a offensive line in flux. Plus, they had to deal with all that that Michael Vick, uh, um, um, you know, wildcat crap that they've got going on up there, which you know. That'll be great, I believe, seeing Kevin Cobb back there, who might be decent, and then McNatt or uh, uh, and then Michael Vick switching back and forth in Philadelphia. If I had to choose between those three quarterbacks right now, I'd go with Michael Vick or I'd go with Donovan McNabb and not Michael Vick or Kevin Cobb, even though I know he's the quarterback in waiting that they drafted way ahead of where they should have drafted him a few years ago. Because he was projected as like a third or fourth rounder, and they picked him at the early part of the second. They traded up to get him, if I remember correctly. And long story short, McNabb makes the Redskins much better. The Eagles let him go, and he's still got a lot left. And I'm really, really hoping it's going to be another version of the Sonny Jurgensen comes to Washington thing. Except instead of giving up Norm Sneed, we gave up a second-round pick, which could have been good or could have not been good in next year's third or fourth-round pick. 
There's another thing that we get from Donovan McNabb that we didn't with Jason Campbell, and that's the point that he is a vocal leader type dude, and in the huddle, in the locker room, type. yeah, he's not the silent type. So that change yeah. of pace might be good for the team, also having a vocal. Yeah, they might leader. need a little like uh, strong leadership kicking him in the butt. Yeah. And I mean, I know we've busted on the Eagles many, many, many times as well. We should. They've never won a Super Bowl. They've been to two and they've lost one. The first one with Crybaby Vermeil and the last one with uh, McNabb, who allegedly threw up on the final drive. Um, whether that was from nerves or getting hit really hard in the solar plexus, I don't know. But McNabb has been to a Super Bowl and five NFC Championship games. And that's one Super Bowl and five NFC Championships games more than anyone else on the Redskins roster. Um, yeah, that's true. So I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Something about the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, never mind, I forgot. Go ahead, talk amongst yourselves while I try to remember. <laughs> Dude, I'm more drugs. I can't help to, uh, Perhaps it's a good time to promote Lorenzo Alexander's uh, cause, Ride to Provide, hosted by he and Hedrick Golston on July 18th at the, rest, at the Rest in Town Center. It's going to be a fun time to spend with your family, get active, see some risk games while supporting youth in D.C. and abroad. More information, visit ridetoprovide.org. Who's this, the one-man gang? One-man gang. Speaking of the one-man gang, didn't he request us to be his friend on Facebook? We are. Harry Hogg is, is Lorenzo Alexander's friend on Facebook now. Excellent. Dude, so, that's uh, awesome. We need to try to get him on the podcast because everyone knows that Harry Hogg football is a big fan of the one-man gang. Dude, the one-man gang is awesome. He is. We talk about, we talk about him probably more than any other podcast or website in the Redskins realm. I mean, you just don't have throwback players like him to play both sides of the ball and play it well, or that tackle people with their helmets off and have to get stitches and they just walk off the field like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, check what out his, his little, his uh, head. check out his ride for the, what is it? Prize? Ride for the... It, it is ride to provide. <laughs> ride to provide. Ride to provide. <laughs> Hosted by he and Kendrick Gilston uh, on July 18th at the Reston Town Center Pavilion. Dudes, this medicine really is kicking in, I hate to say it. Check it out at ridetoprovide.org. You can also Dude, go why and see you, it. Why don't uh, you go down to your garage, Aaron, and uh, pull yourself a Guinness? I think th- probably go real well that would that make coaching. it even worse, dude. <laughs> anyway, b- back on the uh, Jason Campbell thing. Jason Campbell signed his tender, meaning he's done trying to look for a trade on his own. And, uh, yeah, basically, the now, now the, the, yeah, now the onus is on pretty much on the team to find a trade for him, um, if they want to. And, and again, if they don't get a second or third round pick, and I'm thinking, well, if they don't get a second or third round pick, they probably will keep him. But, you know, the draft, first day of the draft is only in a week and a half. Um, it's on Thursday, the 22nd will be the first round, and Friday will be the second and third rounds, and then Saturday will be the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. That's the breakdown this time. And uh, it will not surprise me if we still have Jason Campbell on the roster going into Friday and maybe Saturday, but I have a feeling there are some teams out there like the Buffalo Bills who are in big need of not only a quarterback but a left tackle as well. They can't get both in the first round. I think they have the nine pick. A team like that very well could make a move. We'll see. 
It's going to be interesting. I think Jason Campbell would be traded before the end of the draft. I'm pretty sure about that. So I'll be watching the first half hour or so on Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, right? (coughs) It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that. But we'll talk about that. The next podcast is going to be right before the draft. So we'll talk about – we'll make that a draft day special. Other signings since our last podcast. The Redskins did go ahead um, and sign fast Willie Parker. Didn't you talk about that last week? Didn't you say, I don't know what happened to that? What? You did. Last week on last week's podcast, you were like, I don't know what happened with the whole Willie Parker thing. I thought we were going to sign him, but oh well. And we moved on to something else, and bam! Yeah, they Fast Willie Parker. I used to be Fast Willie Parker, suddenly a Redskin. I, you know, Willie, I hope he's fast again, Willie Parker. Uh-huh. Anyway, so we got three running backs on the team now that are going to be vying for playing time i say running back by committee at this point bring in yeah bring in not so fast willie parker in the end of the game when the defense is worn down the uh you know the opposing defense is worn down from clinton portis and larry criminal johnson and maybe he'll bust through Dude, some forget holes. that man put in the one-man <laughs> game as a fullback or todd yoder as a fullback if we do get him back hopefully and then give the ball to number 45 mike sellers Hey, dude. And then pound it down that way in the fourth quarter once we build up a huge lead with McNabb and our completely revamped offensive line. Speaking of free agents, uh, real quick, did we ever sign the red snapper? Snapper! Um, I'm working on that. I haven't heard anything. Anyway. I can't remember if we did or not. We have that other one that we, uh, that other snapper. Oh yeah, but uh, so yeah, I'm scrubby. checking that out. Hold it on. should be interesting to see what's what's the deal with the running backs. Still in the says PC. he's as of five days ago. As of a day ago, he was still an unrestricted free agent. He is not on the roster right now. Ethan Albright. So we are still yep. without. Well, aren't we, we are dudes? Him. Did I hear that with this, um, you know, no salary cap, we have to cut down to forty-five dudes instead of fifty-three this year? What? Hmm. I have not heard that. I thought I heard that. I've not heard that either. John, look it up. Well, only we don't want to give off only forty. Isn't that how many guys are active for each game? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I thought there was some change because of the unrestricted deal. I mean, because of the cap thing. No, that I have not heard. The only thing I've heard about rosters is uh, that if they do expand to seventeen or eighteen games, they're going to try to expand the rosters because. There's going to be that more many many more people getting injured with two extra games on the schedule. Oh, okay. Well, I heard something about a 45 man roster, but I could be way off base. But anyway, my point would be if that were the case, which who knows? Because I have too much cough medicine, that maybe we wouldn't keep a long snapper. Anyway, moving forward, Anthony. I think maybe they're moving on beyond the long snapper. I think I do remember. I do recall at one point last year, I was a. Uh, I, I was a little critical of him later in the season because he, his snaps were getting a little bit off, so they might be moving on to uh, look for someone that's younger and better. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, he is old. He's like 38. He's too old to be bending down all day. Yeah, but he doesn't do anything. He only gets like three tackles, like three and a half special team tackles a year. Dude. I love the red snapper. Dude, imagine this, dude. Imagine this. How many snaps does he actually have to, to deal with in a game? What, like maybe ten? Well, not the way the Somebody Redskins have been playing. Been down ten times, dude, for a day. Well, if they're okay. doing well, when, he has to hold a bunch of extra points. And if he has to do, if they're doing poorly, 
He has to hold he has a bunch of punts. To do a bunch of uh, punts, which are longer snaps, I believe. But if they just don't score at all, like the Redskins <laughs> basically don't, then he doesn't do that much. Then he just Still, jogs like, downfield in the middle of the field on the uh, special team. <laughs> Still, at the most, it's like doing yeah, it's like doing twenty squats a day or something. I mean, <laughs> you know. I, I think he was one of those guys they probably thought they should cut, but they had to make sure they got someone better than him because he's not done by any means. I don't. I'm not suggesting that at all. But I think his play slipped a little bit last year, like a lot of people that people's play did. But maybe he's one of those guys that just had a down year because everything was so down in Washington. I'm not sure. Um, let's go back to the running backs real quick right now. Because right now, the Redskins have three three guys that used to be really good. Clinton Portis, Larry Criminal Johnson, and Willie Parker. If it were me, Larry Johnson would already be cut. And we'd just stick with uh, Portis and Parker. But one of those three guys is not going to make the team. I think. Which one do you I think they're all three going to make the team. I don't think I think at least one of those guys is going to get cut because they got to get with some uh, younger people. Why in the in the lineup behind them? Why? Because they have three old ass veterans and they need some youth at running back. Why? And the yeah, only youth at, they have at running. No, they're keeping them all. What the, look at what draft options will be for 2011 versus 2010. I mean, maybe they're thinking let's keep these three veterans and then see what we can get for one or two of them, and then draft a running back next year. Maybe. Yeah, we that might be the deal. But I, I mean, I, I, I guarantee all three of these old ass veteran running backs are not going to make the team if they're going to keep. Most teams only keep three running backs anyway, right? Dude, I'm guaranteeing you that they're all going to make it. I disagree. Well, what are we going to bet on? Yeah, what are we going to bet on it? Um. All right, but be thinking about that. Hey, well, what about you guys out there and uh, Harry Hog Nation? If you can think of a good bet. Um, between Aaron and myself about the three running backs. Will Clinton Portis, Willie Parker, and Larry Johnson all make the opening day roster? But, if you can think of a good bet on that, you can uh, email us at Harry at what? Redskins fan at HarryHogFootball.com? Yeah. And it can't involve anything like yellow cakes or us being, you know, naked running around the house. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, no yellow cake-edness. Um, I think that encompasses yellow cake and nakedness. Yeah. Um... And and uh, nothing illegal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nothing illegal. And and the best one we will or the best few and we'll we'll mention and then we'll maybe uh maybe we'll go with the best one. Yeah. And I'm not wearing anything Dallas if I lose either. That's out of the question. Yeah. Th- yeah. That that doesn't even we we delete anything that suggests wearing anything from another team immediately. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Aaron has no problem with wearing like a uh, full figure brassiers, so go with that. That's a good one. I'd much rather do that than wear a Dallas Cowboys anything. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward on the on the podcast itinerary, um, scrub nose tackle Anthony Bryant was signed this week. He spent some time on the Giants practice squad, on the Bucks, Who? and what? On the Lions. Who? And the Falcons, the Ravens, and the Dolphins. And guess what he did in 2008? Nothing. Not a damn thing. He subscribed to NFL Sunday Ticket so he could keep up on all the action. (laughs) So this guy has played for like six teams since 2005, and one year he didn't even play. And so right now our, our nose tackles are this dude. And? Um, that Kiwanui guy who... 
I think had a ruptured Achilles and is, isn't even going to be ready for training camp. And Albert Hainsworth. And then I guess Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> they need to see what they can get for him. I still wouldn't be surprised if we trade him any day now. I would not be surprised by that either. Or for yeah. a, in addition for a pick, for a pick, I wouldn't be surprised. Now that they've paid him, so him that, like, you. now that they've paid him what twenty one or twenty three million, that big bonus. Yeah, um, dude. Well, dude, well, that was the big much, thing that was keeping yeah. him from him. getting traded. Yeah, I wouldn't, that was the thing that kept us from trading. Yeah, him. I also wouldn't wouldn't think they would have traded him after paying him that twenty one million. But then the day after they paid him, they tried to put him together for the McNabb deal. Yeah. Yeah, I would not be surprised if they ship him and try to get something for it. Dude, that's chump change, Dan Snyder. What does he charge? $25 a beer? Come on. That's nothing. Nine for you and eight for everyone else. That's right. Nine. Where, nine where do you see him? Else. Where do you see him going? You see him going to uh, Detroit? <clears throat> hmm. Um, yeah, actually, I was talking to this Lions fan at work, and didn't Vandenbosch go there? Vandenbosch did go there. That's and he was saying that they would like to have him there to basically reunite that, that uh, Titans. And their coach used line. to be a coach. Their coach used to be a coach, Jim Schwartz. He used to be with the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did go to Detroit. And you know they need some run stoppers. Mm-hmm. If you put him and Vandenbosch out there between, you know, as long as he's not, you know, they're not getting blows on the sideline, they should be able to stuff the run. Mm-hmm. It'd be very interesting, especially on a turf field. Although, although a fake turf field might uh, be detrimental to his little stick figure leg. <laughs> Chicken leg. Anyway, Aaron, I think it's time to go to a break, <laughs> isn't it? Um. Yes. Yeah. If I can stop coughing here. Um. Here. We'll go get, to the break we'll so the I break. can eat another Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> this is Harry Hog football. The original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. What are you that talking refill about, break, that, that refill break ad is old. We don't have RedskinsBook.com anymore. It's just part of Harry Hog Football. So, it's the offseason. No one's listening anyway. Hey. hey, I'm back. Hey, did I miss anything? Did you use the old break music again? Yep. Yeah. Dude, seriously. Hey, you know what we're about to talk about here, John? The preseason schedule has come out, and the Redskins have zero um, national games, so I doubt I'll be able to watch any of them. The Redskins' preseason schedule has kind of come out, but they don't have definite dates. They just know who they're playing and if they're home and away. What's up with them playing Arizona Cardinals in Arizona the, la- the last game? Yeah, and Sun watch us end up having to play in, like, watch us having to play Sun in damn New York against the Giants for the third year in a row, too start the season watch that happen oh i'll be anyway preseason is up dudes the redskins are going to be uh starting they got four games they're not in the hall of fame game as we know it's the dallas cowboys and the cincinnati Bengals. so it's like you know criminals versus convicts um (laughs) anyway the redskins are playing at home the first game 
against the Buffalo Bills, otherwise known as the Toronto Bills. Second game against the Baltimore Ravens, of course. We always play them now. Third game will be at New York against the Jets, not the Giants. And then we're supposed to end the preseason against Arizona. They're sending us all the way the hell out to damn Phoenix or, or what are they in, Scottsdale, I think, officially, where the stadium is, the University of Some Phoenix. Devil stadium. Stadium. How the hell does the University of Phoenix have a stadium? They don't even have a campus. It's all online. I don't know. Anyway, Sun Devils That's our online. That's our schedule. We're going to be playing home Buffalo Bills, home Baltimore Ravens, away New York Jets, and away Arizona Cardinals for the preseason. And we better have a and home game to start the season. That's all I'm saying. Dude, that would be nice, wouldn't it? I'm tired of having to play the damn Giants in the first game of the season and getting our asses handed to us in the first half of the game and then being decent in the second half but still losing. Yeah, those days are over, dude. I'm thinking it would be nice to have, like, I I think it would be nice to do a opening Monday night against the the Eagles at home. I don't. We have such a curse on, on night games. I would rather do that later in the season. God, man. Hopefully the new regime coming in is going to be able to break that night game curse. I'm sick of the night games. Plus, I'm getting old. Oh, don't night worry, though. suck when you're on the East Coast. Don't worry, though. The NFL is going to play up something with that Eagles, Redskins, you know. Oh, they will. Homecoming oh, yeah. Nab. Oh, yeah. They'll have it like the game of the week or Monday night or Sunday night like you're talking about. Totally. Well, dudes, hopefully they're going to give a few weeks before the Redskins and the Eagles have to play so McNabb actually has a chance to, like, gel and do, and get some real game-time experience with his team, his new team. And tell, and tell Shanahan about the Eagles' offense. Is that the first time we mentioned Shanahan? Yeah, it is. I'm yeah, not dude. playing the music. Seriously. Son! There. <laughs> uh... I was all right, I guess. You know what we need to do? We need to get um, our pals over. Remember, you remember when we had Dean on from uh, from Football Rants? Uh, Who oh, about twenty or thirty episodes ago? What? Peter Dion. Dion. He can't. Peter. Pete. Oh, oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounded remember? like you said Dion, dude. Seriously, Aaron, you heard that, didn't you? I thought he said we had Dion on here. No, That's what dude. I thought too. You remember, you remember right. we had Pete Pete on? We we need to have uh, he and Bill Rob on from Football Rants because um, are they Eagles fans? I do no uh, Denver. They can they can enlighten us on the, uh, the Shanahan stuff, and I'm sure they want to talk about uh, McNabb and the parallel there to you know the John Elway years being the age is the same, and you know what what Shanahan did with Elway and all that good stuff. Could be an interesting conversation. We should have those guys on. I don't know. We might have to. We'll get right on that. Well, like dun, we'd have Pete. Dun, we're, dun, we're gonna have Peter dun, on here dun. in a week or so. Peter and uh, Peter and Bill Rob. Gotta have them both on this time. Bill what? Bill Rob. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna have to have Peter and Bill Rob on here to talk about Denver and how they William Robert how they how they how they <laughs> Shanahan and how we picked them up. <laughs> And how their new right, coach is working out for him, Josh McDaniels. Okay, um, let's see here. Uh, moving forward, first day of draft, as John already mentioned, is Thursday the 22nd. Don't miss it as it's usually be, on a Saturday. Right, and that will only be round one on the first day. The NFL is milking 
the draft like no, like never before, spreading it out onto three days. Dude, they want it to be in pure prime fan time. excitement. Prime time. Milk in the draft. Followed by a game by the Philadelphia Soul. Soul. <laughs> yeah, real prime time, not like the Soul. Because everything tastes better on draft. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Philadelphia Sola on draft. <laughs> head on down to BW3s for the draft. We'll have the fourth pick, well, the and then draft. you turn off the TV until Saturday. Right. Uh, speaking of draft, we pretty much can turn off the TV till Saturday after that. Somebody we? said they're yeah, doing that's free true. wings. Although, I mean, we never know what's going to happen, but we do not have a pick on the second day of the draft. The second and third rounds will be on Friday, and we do not have a pick that day. Shanahan can take the day off, man. I know what's happening that day. hmm. Shanahan's got, like, tickets to a show. He's going to have a nice dinner. With his new rookie. He's going to go see. With Okung that night. He's he's going to go see Lion King. Um, Lion King. (laughs) <laughs> and the Blue Man Group. He's gonna go see the Blue Man Group and like Bat Boy the musical or something. You're in town. Um, you're in town now. If there's a play that someone wants to see, <laughs> I thought that was the name of New York anyway. It's what it smells like all summer long. Yeah. Uh. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, moving on. So let's talk about this. Uh, this, this. Oh yeah. Cal Patty that uh I've been waiting for this conversation. You know, we can Go move ahead. on from this section if we want to. We don't have to talk about this guy. In case you guys Adam, didn't Adams. hear the rumors, John's cousin, Flozell Adams, may be joining the Redskins. Bruce Allen wants him at left tackle. But I say even no, John, if we do Allen Bruce Allen actually said that they were going after him on Sirius Satellite Radio. John, he is the black sheep. He is the black sheep of your family, right? Um, in, in a, in a physical and literal sense, yes. (laughs) Um, talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to know the whole story about the, uh, the Larry Allen Flozell Adams joking that has gone on for years amongst Dairy Hog football, you can go to the website. There's a quick summary of the story. Um, All I know is this, is one day I was sitting there and we were mad because, of course, Dallas was beating us. And it was all quiet in the room. It was all quiet in the room and John just takes a sip of his beer and I just hear him say, that makes me sick. And I realized that on the screen they're showing Larry Allen lining up next to Flozell Adams. Allen next to Adams, which is our two last names on Cowboys jerseys. And I just started busting out. Right. And ever since then, it's been a point of contention, especially since Larry Allen retired. And Flozell just keeps on ticking. Well, he's no longer on the Cowboys. He's going to be on the Reds. We disowned him. Do you dare say it is a bone of contention? Dude, Uh, the second he gets uh, on the Redskins, you know um, Redskins.com will have a jersey out to try to make some money that day, and I'm going to buy it for John. That does not mean I'm going to wear it. It's, I, I it's going to say F Adams on it. 
They'll play it up too, man. <laughs> it, won't have say, these, like, it won't say Adams. It'll say Flo, <laughs> It'll say John F. Adams. There's an F in. No, it'll just say F. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> just F. Adams. <laughs> no, dudes. You know, knowing knowing Redskins.com, they'll be playing it up for every buck they can make. I'm sure they'll have like some whole campaign. It'll be like Flo knows or something like that. You know, it'll be it'll be, it'll be something stupid. <laughs> Dude, dude, flow knows. Is that kind of like Michael Irvin and 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 cocaine <laughs> talking? No, no they'll, um, they'll be asking Nike to like dust off the old Bonos ads, and they'll just like stick Flozell in them instead. All I all I can say about <laughs> Flozell is this: Can you imagine his fat ass running across the, <laughs> <laughs> the like that the University of Alabama stadium <laughs> instead of Bo Jackson? And then they'll have like it's Bo Diddley. They'll have Bo Diddley on there playing. <laughs> like oh my flow, god! Flow knows. <laughs> <laughs> they'll have him playing like a hammer dulcimer. <laughs> oh man! Please, Flow, don't hurt him. So anyway, in all seriousness, about Flozell Adams, even if they do get him in the upcoming, uh, here's my here's my fear, and I'm sure it's John's too because he hates Flozell so much. My fear is that they get this dude and then just bypass getting a top left tackle in the draft. Now, you, you know what I think they're going to do? I think if Okung is there in the fourth pick, they're going to pick him, and then they're going to sign Flozell to be his backup. Because, dudes, we got one tackle. Who, step on, on here? On the roster, and it's odd body hire. <laughs> That's the only damn tackle we got. Mike Williams is no longer really a tackle. He's a guard. And Big I, ass Mike Williams. Odd body is just like a walk on too that Vinny saw. At he, he, college I forget Park who wrote it a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago, but they described him as pedestrian, and I thought that was a great description of him. And they were like the Redskins' only tackle on the roster is the is the pedestrian Stefan Heyer. He's pedestrian. And that's it. We got nobody. He looks so like it would not surprise me at all that Bruce Allen would be targeting him at least for a backup role. On the other hand, Dude. it is Alan the Bruce, son of Alan the Great. How did and we this get might all just be BS posturing, like like uh, the original George Allen used to do? I mean, you never knew what was going on with him. He traded a draft pick he didn't even have, trying to be all sneaky. <laughs> so it, it, it very well could be just him trying to talk smack and say, "Oh, we're going to get him instead of get a." a left tackle in the draft because he's trying to trade the four pick. You never know. I mean, the next week and a half, we're going to hear so many rumors. It's going to be ridiculous. And most of them we won't even talk about on Redsky, or on HarryHogFootball.com because the sites like Redskins.com, uh, the BS Report, otherwise known as the, the Bleacher Report, and sites like that love to talk about every little rumor that they hear or they make up, and we don't have time for that stuff. We just want to tell you stuff as it's going on. If you guys want you to know, know about that stuff, visit BleacherReport.com. Yeah, if you want to hear about every single rumor that has absolutely no basis in fact, you can go to other websites. That's not what we're about. We're just about dudes talking about the Redskins. Yeah. So, All right. Well, dudes, no, you mentioned Stepon Hire. He's our only uh, our only tackle. How did we get um, him? I mean, like, I know he was from Maryland, but did, like, did Vinny on. walk into, like, drafted. Didn't Vinny walk into, like, the College Park Mall and find him working at the Orange Julius or something and think, like, this guy, I should get this guy. He went to Aunt, Auntie Anne's. <laughs> a big dude making pretzels. He was making pretzels. Look at that dude wrap those pretzels. Man, he's fast. 
And I know his body looks a little weird, but maybe that's from eating a lot of pretzels and drinking a lot of orange Juliuses. I bet we can make him into an all-star perennial left tackle. As he sips his orange Julius. <laughs> he walked right up and ordered a... <laughs> He's all like... This is the diamond in the rough. He ordered his no-salt pretzel and thought, yeah, we can make this work. This guy could be the next... This guy could be the next. You know, we're, we haven't drafted a lineman, an offensive lineman, in the first two rounds in like nine years. But this dude that works at Orange Julius, he's gonna do. That it. used to be at Maryland. You, he could be really good. Oh man, oh man. Ah, <laughs> oh, Vinny, Vinny, how we miss thee? Except for that, we don't. Moving forward, um, let me see. Fat Albert, do you guys think we should trade him? We already talked yes. about him. I I don't think we should trade him. I think we should keep him. We've paid enough for him. I want to keep him and see him work. And maybe, you know, maybe with a change of command and in a lot of ways, uh, he will be happier. And I don't know. Maybe we'll see what he can actually do. I think we should trade I've him if we can really, get a first for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been really high on picking him up. I thought it was a really good pickup. Trying to look beyond the money factor, um, I thought that he would be a really good pickup, and I defended him a lot. But I'm really kind of over the whole Fat Albert deal in Washington. The guy is out of shape. He's not at he's not working out at Redskins Park again this year. Uh, well, I don't uh, not again. I'm sorry to say that last year apparently he did, and he kind of offhandedly blamed that for the fact that his conditioning sucked. But his conditioning sucks every year. So he's working out on his own, which I think, like I said last week, means walking to the pizza joint at the corner and buying two pizzas and walking back home. And, you know, this guy, he, I, I have a feeling he's going to be the big headache the Redskins have this entire season. He's going to be the one guy that, that's a jerk, that is detrimental to the team, that's going to be a locker room cancer. And eventually, if they don't trade him before the season, they're going to get rid of him afterwards. I have a feeling about that. I also think that he needs to wipe that look off of his face, that scowl that he gets when he, when the Redskins make him play two plays in a row. <laughs> Basically, his ass needs to his his big ass and skinny legs needs to come into camp <laughs> Chicken in, legs. Re, in the best shape of his life, like in the twenty one or twenty three million dollar roster bonus, best shape of his life that he got like five days ago. He Dude, needs what's to that be, machine? Perfect. He went out. I Dude, think he's you, working out on his own. He went out and bought that machine that um, old Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley. Uh, he no, dude. You know what he's been getting? The shake weight. Your favorite. He got the shake weight. Shake weight. Yeah, yeah, Shake weight for me. He needs to get something to build some muscle on those legs. Can you imagine him doing the shake weight? Just imagine Albert Haynes was standing like on the fifty yard line, stomping on some cowboy's head. With no shirt on, doing a shake weight <laughs> in shake slow weight. motion. Dude, that's like Tony Romo has you dreams about like that. A... Dude. <laughs> Aaron's like, I can't, but Tony Romo can. You can get like the shake weight, shake weight, um, uh, toe model, toe edition. The one that like you hold with your feet and work out his calves and stuff. Yeah, that's what he needs. He needs to work out those skinny stick legs he's got. His <laughs> legs are barely bigger than mine, and he outweighs me by, by what, two and a half? He needs to work that camel toe. 
What? 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 <laughs> Aaron. Dude, uh, I don't know. I'm on, I'm on hydrocodone. Gonna, I don't know what I'm saying. You're going to have to beat that out on this. You're going to have to beat that out. What? I was just kind of no, dude. I was kind of thinking. Out. Wait, I think it's just a very bizarre thing to have said. Did I curse? Yeah. Did I curse? I, I think that um, we I need to take you? we need to take the body of uh, Stefan Heyer and the body of Albert Hainsworth and, and like divide them into thirds and allow you to like switch them, like put the legs <laughs> over here and the body over there. Maybe we could like you know figure something out with that. Oh yeah, like there's fun little like. Saying. There's little toys that you have where you can change the picture. Exactly. Maybe that's what Vinny was thinking. He could have these like mad surgery things going on. I don't know. I don't know what Vinny was thinking, but Vinny's an idiot. I don't know what you guys are talking about right now. So, Aaron, let's move on. Let's move let's on. Let's move on. We're and the next thing on the itinerary. Excuse me. Was all the guys that uh, have come to visit with the Redskins? Lots of quarterbacks. Um. Eric Berry, the safety, he's looking to go around number five or so, uh, the safety out of Tennessee. <clears throat> the one person who seems to have slipped through the cracks is Okung. Did the Redskins actually get to visit with him? And did he come in on Monday? Is, yes, they did. Yeah, he came in like eight hours after the uh, McNabb trade broke. That's so, probably why they did it, to about keep him under the radar. So nobody it was might have. Attention. I mean, I think all signs point to the Redskins really, 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 really want to get him, and hopefully he'll still be there by pick four. Um, I, I don't think there's any chance, if he's there at number four, that they're not going to pick him. So lots of guys have come to visit. McCoy, Bradford, Barry, Jimmy Clausen, Tim Tebow. Um, I'm sorry, Tim Tebow. Dude. And uh, all those guys have come to visit. But, yes, Okung has come to visit, but it really fell under the radar. A lot of people didn't know that. Because of that, the uh, the whole McNabb coming to Washington deal. Hey, speaking of Tim Tebow, did you hear what Shanahan said about him this week? Um, uh, did it involve saying something like John three sixteen? No, it involved saying that if Tim Tebow came to the Redskins, he would put him in at special teams. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, he said he wouldn't hesitate to do it either. He'd probably be really good. He'd probably be the guy that ran down there and made all the tackles, like Lorenzo Alexander. He'd probably be one of those guys that plays any position you want him to play. That's pretty much what Shanahan said. So it was pretty interesting on the uh, – that was on I'm, the I, I am really interested to see how Tim Tebow's pro career goes, if he's going to be a quarterback or if he's going to end up playing another position. I really hope the best for the guy because a lot of people bust on him because he's so nice and he's got this – you know, blah, 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 the whole Christian thing, and he's just, you know, he's just so nice, and there's nothing wrong with him. He's the second, third coming of, you know, blah, 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 blah. All this stuff, people just bust on him because he seems like a really good guy. And, I mean, the guy put everything he had on the field when he played for Florida. And I I hope that he does well in the NFL, wherever he goes, but I'm really interested to see how he plays. Unless it's on the Cowboys. And what position he's going to end up playing if he plays for the Cowboys, I hope he sucks. Uh, but other than that, I, I'm really interested to see what, what he does. He's one of those guys that's very intriguing to see how his career is going to go. Mm-hmm. In any event, I think we only have a couple things to talk about. Uh, one involving the Redskins Stadium and one involving the Cowboys Stadium, Aaron. 
Yes, the Redskins, a la the Cowboys selling their end zone last year, are selling pieces of their crappy scoreboard for charity. Uh, th- now, you guys that have been to Redskins games, you know the scoreboard we're talking about. That little teeny, by you know <laughs> comparison, scoreboard they had in the end zone where, amongst other things, it would say, it's third down, and they'd have the three dudes standing there with their hands like pumping up and down, but their hands were off the screen at their waist level, and they'd just pump them up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down, and you're just like, that is just so wrong. And for years, they just kept doing the same thing. I think they brought that over. sign over from um, RFK, actually. I don't know what they did, but the the, the graphics were wrong. They were just wrong. So but anyway, doing you, a good thing. You could Instead buy a of piece Dan of Snyder it. trying to sell it and make money, which I don't know if the Cowboys did that just to make money with their end zone and everything, or if they gave the money to charity. But the Redskins actually cut theirs up, and they're selling the pieces for five dollars for charity. <coughs> so what do you get? Like a piece of sheet metal for five bucks? Like, ooh, look at this piece of sheet metal I have Here's from a the old of that crappy, crappy crappy sign that we used to have there. You get like a get light like a bulb out of it. Here's a light bulb a light, out of it. Like an original <laughs> original Edison light bulb in it. Something like that. Ooh. Edison. <laughs> Here's a 100-watt light bulb. It's a red one. The Edison Museum, not open to the public. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with or how big the pieces are. Um, I believe they're planning to try to uh, sell a lot of these on draft day because they're having a big draft day party at Redskins Park. Um, Maybe they let you take a hammer, dude. Maybe they have it sitting there so on draft day you can go by Red by Redskins uh, (laughs) Park and take a big old hammer and take a take a shot at it and whatever you break off you get to keep. Hopefully it wasn't like like, an idea. It wasn't like an idea by like Bruce Allen or somebody that's thinking, oh, and this will allow us to send out like push notifications to however many hundred million people buy a five dollar piece of our sign. We can be like yeah. that fandangled <laughs> iPhone machine that's out there. Dude, I think Bruce Smith – sorry, Bruce Smith. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Allen. I think Bruce Allen at this point, I can safely say that he is two to 300,000 times smarter than Vinny Serrato. Oh, yeah. That's, oh. That would be more of a Vinny. That would be more of a Vinny thing. Vinny would be um, walking around with a piece of the scoreboard in his pocket trying to send emails off of it or something. <laughs> why won't why won't this i got a warped one what's wrong with this thing you'd be like the governor in in blazing saddles um He's such a moron can we not talk about him anymore tonight please yeah let, let's let's put a ban on Vinny serrata for the rest of the episode and i'm, I'm and to give you some more factual stuff on the jumbotron no also known as that crappy light bright the draft day party <laughs> is at fedex field on the 24th on saturday which is the uh, third or fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round draft picks, but they're also having Redskins visit and all this stuff. Um, they will be sending off or se- uh, uh, selling off sections of it, but I have not seen what the charity. Oh, it's going to the Washington Redskins Charitable Foundation. So that's a good one. But I do not see anything about dimensions of the pieces or if you get to break pieces off yourself. A la the uh, the the car that you get to beat when you're in college, you pay like a dollar and you get to hit it with a hammer or a bat during exam time. Um, I don't know if there's anything of that nature going on. I think it's already pre-cut sections. Um, Did they just take a sawzall to it? 
That's a good question. I mean, you know who would know? know you know who would know? Tom Humphreys. Tom, you need to send. You need to give us a report on what this sign's all about. We need more info, dude. I bet Tom Humphreys does know about that. Yeah, our sideline reporter. If not, he'll be there, and he could probably pick you up a piece, a section of the sign if you wanted. <laughs> if you email Tom, limit limit three per we'll fan. Get a live blog with pictures going. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, uh, but even in bigger news than the old crappy light bright scoreboard sign at Redskins Stadium, Cowboys Stadium, Texas Park, the one of the most uh, infamous mistakes in Dallas engineering of all times. Man, what are you talking about? That hole in the ceiling, that hole up there in the ceiling, that's on purpose and stuff? Well, that stadium's no more, thanks to the finger of some little boy who won a contest to <laughs> knock the thing down. <laughs> and if you go on our website... <laughs> if you go on our website... There is footage. Finger of some little boy. (laughs) Um, there's footage. Go ahead, Aaron. If you go to our website, dude, I'm so like hyped up on this stuff now. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. What I was gonna say is, thanks to the (laughs) finger, thanks to the finger of some little boy. Pushing the button, the building oh, imploded. Dear, dear. <laughs> All right, dudes, take over. All right, dudes. Thanks to the basically, finger, what Aaron's trying to boy. say is some kid. Yeah, go ahead, Josh, please. Thanks to the middle finger of some little boy wearing a Redskins <laughs> uh, outfit, Redskins jersey, pushing the button on the Dallas Texas Stadium, uh, which then imploded upon <laughs> itself. Bye hey, bye they're Chachi. a lot better at their implosion it, techniques than their building techniques there in Dallas. Aaron, Aaron, do you have a sound bite of what the implosion sounded like? Was it was it kind of like timber falling? It was probably something like this. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is they now, wanted now, to make sure go... they wanted to make sure that when when it imploded, that there was still a hole in the roof afterwards. <laughs> dudes if you go to our website we have actually have a a, a a link up there actually we have a live video feed of it and um, you know what dudes on saturday morning at some point i was sitting around it was it saturday or sunday when this happened saturday right and you felt the you felt sure. a disturbance in the floor well, i was sitting there and i was, was like right. i was like suzanne <laughs> and then you realized suzanne ants were dirty yeah i was like suzanne <laughs> suzanne i just felt a disturbance as if suddenly Millions of Redskins fans jumped with glee. Rejoiced. 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 When the, and, then, and then I can't even say it because I'm too messed up, so never mind. So, so what, you're tra- what we're saying you're trying here to quote is Star the, Wars. The old, the old Texas stadium is no more, as if millions of Redskins fans jumped up in glee and millions of Dallas fans went silent. Yes. Now, if you would like to see the implosion, um, there's a good aerial shot of it on our website, harryhogfootball.com. Um, it does not have great sound because it was taken from the air, so the sound never made it to the uh, helicopter or blimp that was doing it. By the but same people would like to, the uh, but, but if you would like to get some sound effects, feel free to replay the uh, timber falling sound over and over, which sounds kind of like this. Dude, Aaron, seriously. <laughs> Pick up on the cue, man. There you go. Dude. And it, and also... <laughs> Hydrocodone. 
If you would like to relive the glory days of the unfinished stadium, you can also go back to the 1980s and watch reruns of the opening sequence of the hit TV show Dallas. Or, or we can just rewind to the uh, the uh, last game the Cowboys played against the Redskins in Texas Stadium. Right, right. So good riddance to bad rubbish. Nice to see the uh, the stadium imploded and gone forever. Um, I love the fact that the Dallas ego is so huge that they put a hole in the roof again just to be like, we didn't put that hole in the roof on accident the first time. It was supposed to be there, man. That's why it's got catwalks going all across it to hold it up. The roof, yeah. that is. Uneven. But the hole's on purpose. So, yeah, I thought that was an interesting design. <laughs> Scaffolding going across. Um, for no reason. Yeah. Enough of that. We never have to see that junk again. Yeah. That's right. So if you want to see it collapse, um, I, I suggest uh, pouring a, 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 a pint of your favorite beverage or perhaps a, a, a fine single malt and uh, sitting rich. back and watching the minute and two second video on harryhogfootball.com and uh, just enjoying seeing that that despicable piece of garbage crumble into a big mass of a, well, it looks like pretty much a big mass of dirt. Everything around it's already been torn up. All the parking lots are gone and everything. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, you know it's what Joe Gibbs thing. said? You know what Joe Gibbs said when he saw that that footage? Did power of Grayskull, I have the power. Of <laughs> 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 the power of Grayskull, I have the power. Yeah. Is that what he said? Something like that. Bye-bye, Skeletor. Anyway, I think that about wraps it up, dudes. Um, send us some email, right. redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com, or check out the website, harryhogfootball.com. Yes, sign up. Quote. Also, follow us on Twitter, uh, Harry Hog. That's How's that spelled, John, for our newer, newer that, listener? That would be Harry as in the name, H-A-R-R-Y, hogfootball.com. And you can check Twitter, us out on Harry Hog. Facebook, too. Apparently. Absolutely. On Facebook, uh, you know, befriend us on Facebook. Harry Hogg. Dudes, you might as well. over the place. You know who else friended us this week? Uh, Reed Dowdy. Uh, yeah, Chris Horton, Clinton Portis, yep. uh, Lorenzo Alexander. Now, I do could, believe uh, uh, Reed Dowdy and, and Lorenzo Alexander actually reached out to us, which is really cool because they're two of our favorite players here at Harry Hogg Football. So it's nice to uh, to have gotten a little bit of contact from them. They know. They listen. Definitely. They know. They know. Dude, they know the real fans out there. Or at uh, least somebody pretending to be them. Clinton Portis. Or someone so. pretending to be them or their manager. I think we Cl- like to think it was them going, dude, check this out. These guys talk about us a lot. I think Clinton Portis, though, Clinton Portis might have accidentally added us thinking we were like some hog fighting ring. Or something. Maybe he went to the website and saw a picture of Josh and was like, that dude looks like me. <laughs> Speaking of, John's going nice. to put a picture of me with my new fro, my new hairstyle up. Oh, yeah. We've got some uh, some great pictures of the three of us, Aaron, Josh, and John, that uh, Aaron has been uh, um, slightly, just slightly modifying. We're going to put up so we have some uh, some better pictures of us so you guys can get a... Uh, an idea of what we look like, especially if we're going to the Hall of Fame induction for uh, Russ Grimm and Edmonton. This August in Canton, Ohio, the three of us will be there along with uh, we know Red Queen 81, one of our uh, one of our uh, 
sponsors here at Harry Hog Football and sponsors. Um, it's also going to be there. Hey, you also have to uh, point out that there there's going to be a picture of Chris Samuels. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a great picture of Chris Samuels. Um, um. <laughs> Dudes. Let's stop talking about, about it, and we'll just let's stop talking about it and do it. We're kicking this thing into an hour, and it's the all right. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys later after the draft Thursday. Um, Hail to the Redskins. And as usual, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, Choke Choke